0: This is a Root Advice podcast with TikTok influencer Rudy A. Divorce after 16 years of marriage and single at 39, I share my mistakes and experiences to help your marriage, improve your dating life, and prepare you for life after divorce. Now, I'm going to be honest with everybody listening. I have been waiting for this interview for, oh my God, for over a year. I originally had Emily King booked last summer, but... Last summer, a particular sob of an influencer with a <laughs> 1.5 million followers stitched one of my videos, and I was just receiving a bunch of negative hate with his reach, and it really just did a lot of damage a temporary damage—to my brand last summer. And it, Emily was scheduled to be on my podcast that particular week, and I messaged her, go look. I don't want you kind of getting in this space right now. I'm sorry. I'm. I. You're very protective of your brand. You're an amazing woman. But let's not do the podcast right now. Let's reschedule when the the storm kind of dies down. Because again, I don't want anybody, again, I didn't call for this type of attention. But when it came, I I was just kind of dealing with it. And I didn't want to hurt anybody else's uh, product or brand. So I... She said, I appreciate you really for even thinking about that. Let's hold off and do the interview in a few months. And with her busy schedule, Emily King, if you don't if you don't know her, I'm sure you've seen her. She is the TikTok influencer who is infamous (laughs) for sliding in front of a mirror and giving um, conversations about men's health, men's rights, men's feelings, things of that nature. And she's quite successful. As of right now, she's at two point five million followers on TikTok. She also has she also has a podcast called Emily and Todd podcast. You can see that on YouTube. All the social media links will be down below. But yes, I've been waiting to talk to her for quite some time because I've actually known her. We've we've exchanged conversations back and forth for about two years when she was starting to blow up as well as I was on TikTok. So her content and mine are very similar And I've always respected her opinion. And again, finally, I was able to get her and we had a great conversation. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about a bunch of topics. I'm going to ask her how TikTok has changed her life, where the slide came from. I think everybody's kind of curious about that. Gender roles, dating apps, have they made women more selective and more picky? And is that hurting the dating world? Uh, the MGTOW movement, men going out on their own. What are her thoughts on that? We're going to talk about how to be successful on a dating app. The black pill community height doesn't really matter in the dating world and how not to let rejection destroy you and a bunch of other topics. So you're in for a great episode. And before I get to the episode, I want to remind everybody, Please leave me a five-star rating on any listening platform that you're listening on right now. If you're on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, leave a rating, five stars preferred. If not, leave me some feedback. I, I want to know why you think it's not five star worthy. But I do have some feedback. So I want to thank the user Chulagirl. Girl. <laughs> thank you so much. She submitted this on January 2nd of this year. She says genuine with five stars and then it says what a great podcast. A story on dating and healthy to non-healthy relationships in society now. Thank you for this information on this topic. I look forward to listening. And I want to thank Chulagirl Girl for leaving the review and I want to remind everybody if you do leave a review I'm going to read it on the air. So please do so anything is welcome. Positive feedbacks welcome. Five star ratings are preferred because, again, it tells the algorithm, "Hey, this is a great podcast. More people need to listen, and I want it to grow." Of course. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is my conversation with Emily King. Uh, okay. But um, awesome,
1: that's a pretty good turnaround.
0: Yeah, go. I usually have about right now. I have about maybe five or six episodes in the pipeline. Uh, but I've been wanting to nice. talk to you for like, I don't know how long now. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been some time. <laughs> I know. Um, when do we, when did we first meet uh, on TikTok? Uh, I know what, obviously yeah. TikTok, but about two years ago, was it?
1: Um, It may have been that long ago. I know that we were trying to set this up. What, like in the summertime?
0: Yeah. I think. Yeah. Summertime so. and it didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: yeah, okay. but, I'm uh, glad that things have calmed down though, oh. you know, <laughs> for you and in it's, some ways though, because you have a newborn. Oh
0: my God. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't
1: really make life any uh, more calm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, and that's been a big adjustment. Uh it's one of those things, like again, I totally I never told you the story, but I I gave up on kids. I'm like, no more. I got two, one in college, <laughs> one is 16. And yeah. I was gonna get a vasectomy two years ago. And that night, wow. I had a dream that I met a, a boy and he was looking at me, he goes, I'm your son. I'm like, I don't want kids. I'm done and he goes well too bad I'm your son and (gasps) we haven't met yet and I'm like no I don't have dreams like this I don't have dreams like this and then I canceled my vasectomy and a friend of mine (laughs) she's like you're not gonna go I'm like no I had this weird dream that I'm supposed to have a son I don't know with who but I'm supposed (laughs) to have a son and two years later I'm engaged with my with my woman and she says she's pregnant. I go, if it's a boy, I'm going to freak out.
1: Oh, my god! And here we
0: are. Isn't that weird?
1: That's, that's amazing. It that is.
0: It's like bad movie weird, but it actually happened. Yeah. And here we are. And it is an adjustment at 45. Uh, my girlfriend's 36. So she's got more energy than me. But we're yeah. doing great. We're doing great.
1: That's great. And that has to bring like a sense of feeling like it was just meant to be.
0: Yeah. And I've never been that way. I've (laughs) I've never believed in fate. You know, I'm a very matter of fact person, but when you you, signs and, you know, I don't want to say omens, but signs and things like that, they actually, there's that worked out for me. So here we are. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. And Emily, Emily, excuse me, Emily King. Thank (laughs) you so much for being here. Oh my God.
1: You're welcome. I'm excited Uh, to be here.
0: Thank you. And um, t- right now on TikTok, you have roughly 2.6 million followers. How is that on TikTok? How has TikTok changed your life? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's changed
1: it completely as far as what I do on a day to day basis, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I got on TikTok back in 2020. I feel like when there was just that surge of people getting yep. on TikTok because we were all just bored and we had too much time on our hands. Uh huh. And, you know, before that, I had worked about almost 10 years professionally as a physical therapist oh. and went to school for seven years, had my doctorate degree, uh, was working steadily and then COVID hit and it just made me everything paused. Mm-hmm. My work shut down because at the time I was working with kids, pediatric mm-hmm. patients that like just could not be seen mm-hmm. under those conditions. So work shut down. I was left like, what, what do I do with my time? Other than like, I do have children. So I was taking care of them, but mm-hmm. I needed some sort of outlet. And so downloaded TikTok just really for the fun of it. And then I don't know, like I loved scrolling and just watching videos. And I kind of started diving into like more of the relationship content mm-hmm. because at the time I was going through a divorce. So that's what I was interested in naturally. Mm -hmm. And I had so many like female content creators popping up on my TikTok for you page that were just like bashing men. And I don't know, like that has never really been my experience. A lot of times I get asked the question of like, what inspires me Mm -hmm. to like stand on the side of men essentially. That was going to be
0: my next question, by the way, but I'm glad you're answering that. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to
1: jump ahead. That's, That's fine. Um, But yeah, it's, I think, because I've thought about this a lot, I think it's my base core of my dad and my two older brothers. Uh, They are all like just very good men. They've always kind of stepped in and done what they needed. I always have felt like I've, if I fall, they'll catch. Yeah. And I had a poor experience, you know, with my my marriage ending and with the divorce and kind of the circumstances surrounding that. Mm -hmm. And I was able to isolate those things, though, those people, you know, one man versus another man. And I feel like that wasn't happening with what I was hearing on social media. It was like a woman had one bad experience and Mm -hmm. it just like meant that all men are that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And And so
1: I just like started saying my opinions and surprisingly, you know, started to take off from there.
0: Yeah, and I think that's how we connected because divorce is actually, you know, what I talk about the same thing, especially mine. And uh, I do love the fact that you do do speak on behalf of men's mental health, you know, men's uh, feelings and just overall, you speak against the toxic treatment that we see, like Mm -hmm. wives tend to pick on their husband on social media and you tend to speak against that. I do love that. Uh, And before we get into all that good stuff, I have to, I've been wanting to ask you this for about two years now. Where did the slide come from?
1: (laughs) <laughs> where did That's that That's another come popular from? question. Yeah. You know what? Like, so my content where I was talking to my camera phone mm-hmm. in the mirror, it started off with me walking up to my mirror, like, okay. so you could see my feet and then I would just shift my phone up. I thought it was just like a cute, I don't know, like lead in to what You're I right. wanted to say. And then mm-hmm. a quick lead out. Like, I just mm-hmm. wanted to have really cute, like things that I wanted to say where I just like stepped in, say my point and then step out. Yeah. And okay. so I started with the steps and then like I did a sidestep for a while <laughs> and then I have hardwood floors and I really do like I'll wear my socks. I'm in the frozen upstate New York area, so mm-hmm. always freezing. I have socks on hardwood floors combined Uh with that like it's just easier to slide
0: and it makes (laughs) it for a grand entrance and catches the attention of the viewer so like yeah that's a good little gimmick i like that that's good for her (laughs) yeah i couldn't do that because i'm so clumsy i'd twist my ankle or (laughs) tear my meniscus and then i have to go see a therapist like you know physical therapist to fix that so (laughs) there's no way (laughs) but um speaking on behalf of men i want to get back to that do you think um having a positive male role model in your life, like you said, your brothers and your father contributes to that standpoint. And also maybe Mm -hmm. that's the point that's maybe missing with some of the other influencers that you and I have both seen where they're just bashing men left and right. Cause we've all been in that one bad relationship, but that one person doesn't equate men suck, you know? So you think that plays a big factor into everybody's standpoint?
1: So I think it does. Mm -hmm. I, I do. Now I would say that, it's more extreme women that will sometimes be the ones that are, you know, bashing. But I would say that there's also a larger group where it's not as clear that they're really bashing, but it's just that they're not being equal in the relationship and right. they're, you know, coming from it from a very innocent, genuine standpoint. Like I don't think it's coming from them being upset at man, at men, mm-hmm. but I think it's coming from like their understanding of what our culture is thinks is like their correct way that relationships should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I think that's outdated. Like I do think that we've been making huge changes in our culture, which is amazing. But I do think that a lot of it has swayed too far to the other side.
0: Can you be specific? Like, what do you mean exactly?
1: So I would say like, especially the expectations that are placed on men like early on in dating. Okay. You know, like, the feminist movement would say, you know, it should all be equal, right? Mm-hmm. Like women should earn just as much as men. Therefore, well, you would kind of think that means that women would ask men out on dates, mm-hmm. women would maybe split the bill on mm-hmm. all dates, you know, mm-hmm. women would maybe just plan the date, you know, take more of that first step forward. Okay. Uh, they would as simple too, is like communicate first. Mm hmm. Uh, and so, and just communicate more, I would say, and be more responsive, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that that has really shifted along with the feminist movement, right? Like, I think that there's still a lot of that traditional expectation there for Mm -hmm. men to take the lead and for men to pay for all the dates, especially Mm -hmm. the first date.
0: Yeah, I could agree with that. And, um, Uh, let me kind of explain a little bit about my relationship because I'm an older older guy, I'm 45 years old. So I'm a Gen Xer. So I was kind of caught in between that generational old machismo and I'm also Hispanic. So that old cultural women's work, men's work type of family. And then as I got older, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. That's not how I want to talk to my wife or my girlfriend. I want us to kind of be equal. So I was caught in between that generational change and I got a lot of ridicule from my grandmother when I picked up the dishes on Thanksgiving dinner you should have wow. seen her face it was like what are you doing it was like a a yeah. disgrace the family name it was a horrible thing but like no I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do dishes grandma don't worry <laughs> about it but uh there's also my girlfriend my girlfriend is a feminist but she's a traditional feminist and again I don't like labels so when people call me a male feminist I know I'm not but I have a daughter and I have a girlfriend who's a feminist but she's the traditional sense where she's not so angry and using it to the little men, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to triumph over men and be the sole power and, you know, have all the roles, etc. But she's more, I believe in equal rights. I go, I do too. She goes, but I believe in roles. Like, you know, if there's a noise at three in the morning, I'm not going to go check it. You are. And I'm like, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. You know? So she believes yeah. in the traditional roles and, and, uh, things of that nature. But for me as an older guy, when I was dating, I preferred paying for dinner and dates. Cause I mm-hmm. asked you out, I'm going to pay. And I've, Hardly ever got pushback from that. The women often can I pay? You know, it's okay. I'm like, oh, sure. You know, if they wanted to pay, go right ahead. But there's older guys like me that like that traditional sense of us paying forward. But of course, splitting the bill as we get to know each other and move forward.
1: For the women that offered to pay for you Uh uh, and you accepted, would they ever want a second date?
0: Uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I had a lot. I had a great successful dating life, uh, Emily. It it all happened by (laughs) it was all great. I mean, of course, I had my heart broken. I met a lot of toxic women that these guys complain about, and there's a ton of them out there, but I kind of saw that, you know, especially how they dress and how they care themselves, what they post on social media. Okay, she's hot. I just want to date her. I don't want anything serious, but I understood the kind of environment that I was walking into, so I didn't have any, uh, my soul crushed or anything like that but i did have successful day in life and uh most times believe it or not this shocked me as well one woman said no let me pay i'm like no i asked you about I'll, I'll pay she was no i'm fine and she got upset and after the waiter came uh, uh she i go are you okay I, mean, I i didn't mean to offend you i'm sorry she says no i just have this thing ready i didn't want to have to pay and then feel obligated to give you something i'm like whoa wait a minute yeah. i yeah. i was not implying that she says no you're a great guy It's just most guys out there think that if they pay that I'm obligated to give them something. And for whatever stupid reason in my youth, I did. And I'm yeah. not going to do that anymore. No I'm like, well, I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. She goes, no, no, no. But that was a weird perspective for me.
1: See how it's because of like past events. Yeah. That's what's tough is that it's because of her past dating experience that she was kind of projecting that on to you and yeah. what you decided. Uh-huh. But it's having that understanding that like the man sitting in front of you, if you don't if he's never done anything negative towards you, mm-hmm. like you need to find out where those actions are coming from mm-hmm. and to just kind of have an open mind. Mm-hmm. And it is a very confusing time right now because gender roles are just up in the air and the relationships are so difficult because like mm-hmm. that has to be talked about and communicated. Mm -hmm. And that's a struggle to even have the time to talk about all of those little details Mm -hmm. and to be able to like effectively communicate and to be, again, two people being open-minded and receptive to that. Because I, I think that too, like I'm, I think that we all have our things personally that like attract us to somebody else. And that includes behaviors, you know, so like, me seeing my boyfriend fix something in the kitchen like I I like him being capable of doing mm. that because that's that a skill set
0: the way he uses <laughs> the tools right I go, hey, yeah <laughs> that's for real too like yeah. that's what's
1: funny is that like really this is just day-to-day things that I think of because he took down cabinets <laughs> in our kitchen and we're gonna do a little bit of remodeling so it's mm. like it's just that's attractive him being capable of doing something and having a skill set that I don't Mm-hmm. And I know that he feels the same about, you know, those things that I can do, that I have mm-hmm. a skill set with, um, that he finds attractive. And a lot of times it is like along traditional lines because that's how I'm a millennial. So like, I can totally see my generation and gen X, especially how, if you were raised a certain way that that's a little bit more in you and mm-hmm. it's hard to like force yourself to change. Yeah. You know, especially if it's not like an unhealthy thing, like if you want to have a more traditional gender role, I just don't think that there's anything wrong with that. If you find somebody that matches with you, I think that's what's wrong with that is when you find somebody and you try to force them into yes. something that they're not. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what I think like. A lot of like what we see relationship wise, that's difficult that people are fighting about. And then they go on TikTok and they're complaining and they're saying this is wrong. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It means that it doesn't match well with you.
0: I 100 percent agree. Yeah. I, I'm so glad to have you on here because <laughs> yeah, there's all these so, so many other questions I want to ask you. But speaking of relationships, uh, you, you mentioned earlier they're complicated now. And I guess it's this is a two part question. Do you think it's overcomplicated or are we just making it more complicated because maybe it's just <laughs> as simple as what it normally is. I feel, and I want to ask your opinion on this. I feel that a, when a lot of young men come yelling at me, because again, I I'm, I'm kind of like we, you and I have the same content. I do speak on behalf of men, but also women, because again, I have a daughter and I've have a lot of female friends, et cetera. So there are a lot of bad men and women out there. So when I see people complaining about women, I always ask, are you speaking from experience or just what you see on social media? And a lot of them say social media, because and, and I think social media has really done a horrible, um, it really done a horrible effect when it comes to people's uh, idea on what women are really like or what men are really like. And I want to ask with your audience, are you kind of noticing that too? Like people are just speaking based on what they see on their phone and not from personal experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that social media is a great amplifier an amplifier amplifies like, you know, so maybe it's linked in some sort of real world experience first, mm-hmm. but then social media can oftentimes just amplify it. You know, it can show you the things that you already believe in times 10. Mm hmm. And so it just reinforces it over and over and over again. Right. So I do think um, I think relationships are a bit more complicated just because the environment is more complicated.
0: Ooh, right. You, you yeah. have
1: more of these influences. Like I, I definitely like to simplify things. I totally do that in my content because I think that we need to remember that relationships can be more simple. You know, it's, it's almost like somebody trying to find their perfect person and mm-hmm. they overcomplicate it and yes. then they just go on and they like no one's good enough for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And where is that going to lead? I think we all know where that's going to yeah. lead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So,
1: again, that's like overcomplicating the situation between people. But I do think as far as like a wider scope and in the Mm -hmm. environment aspect, especially with social media and and again, going back to not understanding gender roles or not having strict gender roles Mm -hmm. definitely complicates things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, social media, I can only imagine what I would be like as a young adult uh, with a phone in my hand. Uh, I'd be a mess. I'd be a complete mess.
1: It's scary. And I'm sure like you see it with your older kids. Like I have an eight year old daughter mm-hmm. and I'm already seeing the influence of that on her of mm-hmm. like YouTube kids. Yes. And even she's into playing Roblox now. Mm-hmm. And it's like some of the things that she'll say, it's like, it's scary. I'm <laughs> like, yes. I really don't think that I would be having the mindset that I do. Like, even if I was just a Gen Zer versus a millennial.
0: Mm hmm. Hmm. And it's funny you mentioned that because uh, my daughter like, is 19, right? And I remember before smartphones, before uh, iPads, all that, mm-hmm. she read books. She would read one book a week. And I'm talking thick awesome. books. And once I gave her a smartphone, when she turned 15, she com- completely changed. Her attention yeah, span wasn't just- the same. It, she's went to her phone and now she's got like, like sometimes she gets depression because, yeah. you know, what social media says you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to have and how you're supposed to look. And we, I've had it like wean her off the phone a little bit. And uh, it can be mm-hmm. really detrimental to kids, especially developing. And now with my my girlfriend and our son, who's two months old, I, I'm telling her I don't want him to have a smartphone. I don't want him to have anything until maybe he's older. But the development years when he was a little kid, I don't want him to have one. And that's just kind of me panicking because I've seen the difference between kids not having it and with smartphones in their hand. And again, those are kids. So I can imagine with young adults, you know, going through all these emotions of heartbreak and, you know, breakups. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how that kind of like hurts them in the long run. And that's why I'm glad there's influencers like you and myself. I'm going to throw myself in there that are trying their best to really put good advice out there for them to listen to, because there's a lot of negative coaches out there that are just kind of fueling that hate. And yeah. um, I guess that ties to the next question is like, there obviously is there, there is a gender war out there between uh, men and women. And what are your thoughts on that overall? Like, what do you think that stems from and what do you think about that overall?
1: Well, I think I mean, I think it stems from the past, right? Yeah. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's never been a, a time where we truly have been equal, you know, females and males. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we're ever actually going to be equal, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of like two kids in a classroom fighting over them, not getting the same exact things. But mm-hmm. The thing is, is that they have different needs.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, women and men are designed differently. So I think I do think that there's been a lot of progress, you know, because the feminist movement has pushed a lot forward, which has been very much needed change. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: you know, I can say that as a woman, but there is an extreme, (laughs) you know, there's an extreme on both ends. Yeah. And it's just about like getting to that point where there is a good, healthy medium. And then there needs to be freedom within that medium for individuals to you know, have what they desire.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, if I can just kind of rewind a little bit, you said divorce. Uh, and again, if there's anything you, you don't want to talk about, I can edit it out of the podcast, you know, for a first odd respect, but yeah. touch on that. Like how long were you married and how did things go end up? How did you end up getting divorced? I mean, did you try working it out? So if you can just tell that story real quick.
1: Yeah, we were married for 12 years. I got married at a very young age of 21. We were high school sweethearts. So we had been together already five years even before we got married. Mm -hmm. Um, So very long history. And then we had two children together. Mm -hmm. I, I would say after the second child, we went through like some really huge life changes. So that increased stress on the relationship. But the absolute breaking point was him stepping out on the marriage. Mm -hmm. So he cheated. And then, you know, we kind of went through it kind of went quickly in that I'm somebody that I knew like I wouldn't be able to be okay with that. But Mm -hmm. I had to work through my emotions for a couple of months. So it took really a couple of months to decide that that's what I was going to do. Like we Mm -hmm. were going to go through a divorce. And, and yeah, and then the divorce proceedings actually took a while.
0: (laughs) Did they? Okay.
1: (laughs) It did because COVID kind of slowed everything down. It happened right in that timeline. So I was separated, you know, when I started TikTok and that's, you know, my TikTok is where I was kind of starting to talk about my personal life, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then like, it was kind of the secret area, secret space where I felt like I could vent Cause I felt like things were happening to me that were just insane. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to tell all my friends and family because I didn't want to like purposely bash him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then like my TikTok started getting more popular and then more and more started coming out. And then, you know, I almost felt bad at times for saying things and sharing things, even though it was like good for my mental health
0: cathartic, to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I was like, this is turning into something else. This isn't just a closed space anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I really literally don't talk about him anymore. Uh, we do have a very good co-parenting relationship. That's we do. Good. And, you know, I think it's because I started respecting his boundaries and he started respecting my boundaries, you know, within mm-hmm. that co-parenting relationship. Um, Wow.
0: So (laughs) our stories are identical, identical to the point. High school sweetheart married at 21. I'm the husband who cheated. I did all this. Had two kids. Wow. So um, what do you. (laughs) That's wild. That is wild. Yeah. And that's how I gained notoriety by telling that story. I had no idea no one would listen. And then I was the most hated man on TikTok for a few months. And then people just started seeing hey, he's actually not hating his ex-wife he's taking accountability he owns up to his mistakes so that's how i, will I say, like
1: when it, yeah when it comes to like people's opinions and social media yeah like cheating is i swear like worse than murder oh my like God, if yes. you say that you've cheated or you know if me as a woman i'm pointing to this whoever has cheated like yeah. there really is um a war then especially if it's a man oh yeah right because there's that difference I think if like a man is a cheater versus a woman is a cheater Mm -hmm. I think we kind of consistently see that Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like men that cheat like have zero support I mean I actually saw my ex go through that Mm -hmm. like his parents were kind of there for him but I'd say other than that like as soon as it got out that's what broke us up like all the support is withdrawn Yeah. you know And it's obviously like you can speak to it like Mm -hmm. it's a huge mistake. People make mistakes and they shouldn't be, you know, I don't know, deemed as a horrible person forever. Like I I can say that even about my ex, like I don't want him to be deemed as a horrible person forever. He's my my children's father. And
0: that's and that's that's very lovely of you to say that, because you and I both went through divorce. And again, I've only highlighted, like for me, the only, the bad parts I've done, you know, I've mentioned discussions and arguments, the ex-wife and I had had, but I've totally left what she's done and other things that I'll never say publicly what she's, she did. Mm -hmm. Cause I want me to be the bad guy. You know, she's not here to, she doesn't have a platform like me. So it's very, Mm -hmm. it's not right for me to punch down or do that. And plus she's a wonderful mother and she's happily remarried. So I'm not going to do that, but it's, it's, um, Yes, we do go through that. We are vilified. And I remember to the, even to this day, even though the story's out and I'm the one who told it, no one like exposed me. I said it myself. Yeah. Every six months I get this recycling of like he cheated on his wife. I'm like, everybody <laughs> knows that, dude. It's like we're talking about this again just because you discovered it, now it's new. So I have to go through this resurgence of like hate again and people rediscovering yeah. me, which is fine. Uh, I, I blame myself for saying that out publicly, but uh, I'm not ashamed of it because it showed my mindset and my mentality and how much, how far I've come along since then. So uh, I think it's a, a value testimony of uh, what a person can do. And that's also a testimony to you as well, because you could have easily, Emily, hated men and hated oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened. And I'm never going to get married again. You know, men are trash, et cetera, et cetera. But you didn't. Yeah. And I think that's what separates uh, people from moving on. And mm-hmm. what advice would you give people? Because, again, I know that pull of hate, uh, that gender war that we're seeing is men who have had their heart broken, women who have been cheated on and mm-hmm. are just in a world of pain and hate, hate their spouse, and hate men. So what advice would you give them having that personal experience and now being the person you are now?
1: Yeah, I think of two things. One, think about what you really want. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you really want to be alone forever on? Mm -hmm. I mean, and not interact with the opposite gender for the rest of your life, because that's just not natural for us. And that's a lonely space to think that, you know, that's what you want. And I would say that most people wouldn't say that, right? Most people would say that they do want a relationship, especially Mm -hmm. an intimate relationship. So it's knowing that and then realizing is what you're doing and is your mindset actually leading you towards that? Cause Mm -hmm. if I went forward into the dating world with a mindset that all men are terrible, like it just, it wouldn't have worked out. Like what I thought of men, I think is what I would have ended up with versus me not accepting any kind of initial signs because I did the whole dating app thing right after you know, well, after a little bit of being Mm -hmm. separated and there were definitely like men that didn't fit into what I wanted, like that didn't really want a relationship. They wanted something short term. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to like try to force them into being the relationship type. And if they don't want it, they're just terrible men. Mm -hmm. Like, no, (laughs) like I saw the indicators that that's what they wanted. And I said, that's cool. You do you. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm wanting. So I'm going to, you know, continue down my path. Yeah. Like, it's just recognizing that with like just the understanding that nothing's wrong with that. You know, well, what would be wrong, I guess, if they weren't clear with what they wanted or they were lying about yes. what they wanted and they were pretending. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that wouldn't be cool. But mm-hmm. I think that there's kind of always indicators, even then, you mm-hmm. know, if they're saying one thing and then not acting on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I've always uh, I've, I've said this many times with men and women like you're not going to don't change them. Don't try to change them. Yeah. Don't make them a project because that's not going to happen. They can only change themselves. And yeah, uh, well, well, if I marry him, he'll change. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, if we get a house. We'll be more responsible. Like, No, don't do that. Stop. No, no. It's, you can't change It'll a just- person.
1: Yeah, it'll just throw you (laughs) in the cycle of like (laughs) hating that they're not turning into the person that you want Mm -hmm. them to be.
0: Yes. But then like,
1: secondly, I'd say, um, especially with like social media and content is Mm. when you're watching the content that's telling you what you've already kind of believe in. So if your belief is that all men or let's say all women are terrible and then you're seeing the content Mm -hmm. that kind of reinforces that, is that making you feel better Or is that making you feel worse? Like, how do you feel after you consume content like that?
0: Right. Yeah, Uh, that's a great point.
1: Yeah, that's one thing. Like, I try to keep my content to have a positive tone. And I wouldn't say that I've been 100 percent foolproof and always being positive. Like, but I I recognize when I'm not and I'm like, oh, I'm just like in a weird space right now. Mm -hmm. And I have to address that because I really think that that's, it's important to really get a message out there that might be hard to receive, Mm -hmm. right? Like my messages might be hard for women to receive, but I think that if I keep a positive tone, it's more likely that some women will watch at least 10% of my following are women.
0: (laughs) Hey, there you go. That's a start. (laughs) Uh, Mine uh, was initially 80% women, 20 men. Now it's like 55% women and 45% men. Cause I've been,
1: that's a good split.
0: It is. It is. But I do get a lot of men hate, uh, man hate, uh, because there's a lot of videos where I say take accountability. Like if she cheated on you, I'm sorry, brother. We've all been there, but don't go on hating women. You know, learn from it. Like, what can you take away? Because I speak to a toxic relationship that I was in and I made tons of exceptions to my standards because she was hot. (laughs) That's it. She was as a guy say she was a 10 out of 10. So I wanted to be the guy with the hot woman walking into the bar and everyone looking. I wanted that for that, my ego boost. But Mm -hmm. there were some major consequences to that because she cheated on me and really just messed me up. And I acknowledge that. Like, hey, I ignored a lot of red flags because my standards were just removed because of her beauty. And look inward, guys. Maybe you made some exceptions. Maybe you chose the wrong woman. Maybe you made yourself a little bit more vulnerable than too soon than you had to have been. So maybe you should just hit the brakes sometimes. And I do get a lot of men... Uh, when I say take accountability, no, it's the women's fault. I go, well, maybe in some cases, but you got to look inward. So I do get a lot of hate for men saying that I'm a simp because I'm telling them to take accountability. And I'm mm-hmm. like, simp equals taking accountability. What do you mean? It's the women's fault. So uh, I guess that kind of transitions <laughs> to my next question is the MGTOW movement. There's men going out on their own that um, I, you know, I'm pretty sure you've seen on social media. What are your thoughts on that where men are at the point where they're just giving up on women and relationships and going about their own?
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the extent, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Like, is it really natural for us to want to be isolated and kind of be on our own and not want that relationship? Because I don't think that's what we naturally want. Mm -hmm. I think that we naturally crave having an intimate relationship. We want to be understood. We want Mm -hmm. to be loved. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that there's some times and phases in life in which you could totally step away i think that's important especially when you've had a relationship end, mm-hmm. to take time but i think like the midtown movement as far as i understand like it's typically seen as that more extreme like never going to be in a relationship again yeah is that what you've seen
0: I- i've seen them just more or less, they're stepping away from anything related to women because the uh, the system, yeah. like the court system is geared to women and divorce, which I can agree with that to a certain extent. Um, my personal experience is, no, we went 50-50 and I had a good lawyer and I was involved mm-hmm. in all the proceedings. So I asked a lot of questions. So I, I wasn't screwed over as most guys were, which mm-hmm. I know in some states they can't help that. But. Um, more or less when the court system's revised and it's more of a 50-50 split, uh, that's what I've seen. They're stepping away from it. Plus, they're saying the standards are all there. Um, more or less women are asking for the world, like these one percenter guys, uh mm-hmm. six foot, six figures, all this stuff. Yeah. And they're not that, so they're giving up on okay, well, if I'm not even gonna make the cut, then why even try? So I've seen yeah. it a, a lot of reasons, and I'm like, oh, uh, okay, guys, okay, whatever. But that's what I know, I've I think seen a question lot-
1: there's a lot that can be done, like in between there, you know, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there are like things that you can do.
0: Yes. Yes. To,
1: to improve that kind of, you know, I don't know, your attractability, like your chances of finding somebody that does match well with you. I, agree. I don't think you know, like you shouldn't give up too early in the game.
0: <laughs> I agree.
1: <laughs> but I it, do understand like their standpoints on the frustration level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what I speak to a lot of times, mm-hmm. but I, I think that, um, my, I think that maybe the Midtown, like guys would probably be followers of mine potentially just because I do speak to those frustrations. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's also very relatable to a very large group of men that are not extreme at all. Like mm-hmm. they want relationships, but they yes. are just frustrated in the dating world.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Let me caveat to the dating world. So in your TikToks and what you put out there, what have you seen that women are doing that are kind of contributing to making the dating world just not a desirable place for men?
1: I think that it's the expectations a lot of times right now. Um, and I think it's the, the amount of like options and overwhelm that a woman can have, especially on dating apps. Okay. like, unfortunately, dating apps are that is like where most people are meeting. I forget the latest stat. It was like 50 or 60 percent of people are meeting Mm -hmm. on dating apps now. Or it might have been even bigger than that. So, I mean, that's a reality. And I think that women on dating apps are getting so many matches that like when it comes to the communication part, that's where like, you know, if they have 20 guys and I get it. But if mm-hmm. they have 20 guys that they're talking to, like they're going to let at least 15 of them drop off.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And
1: and then those guys like, you know, are just left with either no more matches or like really poor spotty communication mm-hmm. because she hasn't made the decision yet on mm-hmm. who like she likes the most and who she's going to allow to be pursued by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult.
0: It is. Uh, do you think their dating profiles are the problem. Like maybe they're not making efforts in their dating profiles to make them more marketable for the men, for the guys. Yeah.
1: I think that does happen for sure. I mean, I think I've seen plenty of female creators like showing the guys dating apps or dating profiles where it's like a blurry selfie picture is the Mm -hmm. first picture. (laughs) Like there are definitely things that like I've even talked about the guys can do on dating apps to help them out because they should see it as like their first foot forward, you know, their foot in the door kind of thing. Like if she doesn't like that first photo, like there's just no chance of you connecting. And this is what's tough, right? Cause like dating apps, I feel like lead with a photo and it becomes very superficial. It's less natural. Um, as a woman, I don't think there's any woman out there that will say that she can look at a photo and feel connected Mm -hmm. Um, even looking at photos and texting, like women don't feel connected that way. Mm -hmm. I think that's why they can feel like harsh and they can feel distant to men that are communicating with them because they don't have that like in person experience early on enough to kind of get the feeling from him. And there's just so many aspects, I think that attract women to men that a lot of it has to occur in person. And so Mm -hmm. it's like illuminating that. And it's really tough then. And women seem more cold and distant because of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny you say that because I remember dating apps. I hated my first impression being a text. I'm always, I'm always uh, shaking hands, looking you in the eye. How are you doing? My name is Mm Rudy. I I love that first uh, encounter, that first impression. And when it was just a text, I'm like, oh God, I don't know what to say. So I was, I, I, I had success on dating apps, uh, but I went about it just, I have no game. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna have fun <laughs> and just have yeah. my personality showcased on, this, uh, on these slides. So mm-hmm. I, the tips I give men are like, hey, take great photos, but maybe have some of your personality behind you. Like every photo I took had movie posters. Like even now, I had movie posters mm-hmm. in the background or like my favorite movies or like uh, my favorite place to be. And when mm-hmm. a woman would reference Beetlejuice, I knew she and I connected. I'm like, Hey, she knows the movie. So that's kind of the way I went about doing it. Just putting more like a tactical, um, advantage in better photos in your profile because women are detectives. They look in the background. They're looking at everything around you. So use that as to your advantage. And, um, for the men that I have coached, they have turned around and they have had some success in in their dating app. So I hope more men listen to this and actually take that advice. And, I also come from another generation where we where we didn't have date naps in the 90s. And I knew guys mm-hmm. who were five, six, not the prettiest guy in the world, but they were charismatic. They were mm-hmm. funny and they were just so positive. They were just radiating this positivity that people were drawn to them. And this guy that I knew, he always went home with the hottest woman and she was mm-hmm. taller than him, <laughs> taller than them half the time. But that's the way it is. And I wish guys knew that. Hey, it's not just looks. You don't have to be six foot or yeah. have six figures. Yeah, that helps in those certain markets that women are specifically looking for that, but personality goes a long way.
1: Yeah, I've talked about this a lot cuz I know like the black pill community would totally disagree with what you just said. Oh my right? god, like I they, don't
0: even know what black pill means. I got to google that oh now. Oh my goodness. What so is black pill? <laughs> they
1: they believe that it's all about looks, really? Oh god. And and to like many aspects of that I think are somewhat true with dating apps right yes so they they do make some solid points but of course like under black pill there's some extremists and then more moderates um but i do think that like the photos do make a large difference in dating apps because again like you know and showing your personality i think that's a great tip i think that like being out in the world and just showing that you're like somebody that likes to get out or if you're Mm -hmm. like on vacation to post that one to your profile Uh because like i think this is how i think women work okay i think they have these like buckets of things it's almost like a list right of things that she wants Mm -hmm. but make that instead of just items on a list like make it into buckets she needs each bucket filled to some degree Mm -hmm. So like when she's looking at your dating profile, if she sees that you're totally lacking in one of those buckets, she's most likely not going to swipe right on you. Mm -hmm. Like, but if you're more like moderate, like you have something in each of those buckets, then she's going to want to explore that with you. Mm -hmm. Now, how that worked in like real life dating, like if you met in a warm environment in person. I think that she can see more of those buckets, right? Like your personality, how warm you are, Mm -hmm. how you communicate, the sound of your voice, how you speak, like all of those things would fill it. And then there's height, right? Like height, I feel like is one that's just overemphasized right now in dating apps. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's because like I.
1: Way too much. much. But I think that's because on dating apps, all those other buckets like she can't see. So they get swiped to the side and she only has four buckets now that are more important when they mm-hmm. shouldn't be, you mm-hmm. know, and she needs to recognize. Like, I, I think that if you have an emotionally intelligent woman on a dating app, I think she recognizes that. Mm-hmm. But are the majority of women like that? They're probably in their 20s on a dating app. Like, no, they're probably not recognizing that within themselves mm-hmm. that she has a lot of other buckets that she wants filled that she isn't going to know about until she actually meets that person in mm-hmm. real life and she sees how they are.
0: And it's funny you say buckets. And I'm thinking, are these buckets that they truly want or what they think would look good on a photo on, on IG? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That depends on how mature she is.
0: Yeah. Cause I Absolutely. knew there's a few guys that I, I, again, when you're single and you're out there dating, you hang around a lot of single people. So I knew a lot of single men and women. I knew there were some that were so shallow that they wouldn't date unless they made, they took a good photo together. And most women Ugh. said the most, some of the women that I had friends that they will tell me, like, I'm not going to date him unless he's taller than me. That's not going to look good on IG. And I'm like, Oh God, you're going to get what you, you got what, it's, whatever's <sighs> coming to you. You're going to get it. That's the horrible way to pursue dating <laughs> but it's just like all status and uh I guess like a self-reflection uh, like an image you want to project to the world to uh, look, yeah. look who I have and then they break up within a week because he was trash it's, it's just I like, know
1: I, I well I think that can go back to the whole social media thing because yeah. I think that a woman that like doesn't recognize that that's where it's coming from it's because she lacks confidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she's getting like the hits of dopamine on social media Yeah. And, you know, she's not going to get as many likes if she has a guy standing next to her that, you know, isn't as attractive. Yeah. But yeah. Does that really matter? Like, no, nobody cares.
0: (laughs) Nobody cares.
1: (laughs) Everyone thinks that everyone cares so much about like their social media life and their posts. And they just don't. Like, And I can say that even like that's a perspective that I hold. Like most people do not even care right now. Like who I'm dating, <laughs> like, right. Mm-hmm. Or the well, details of our relationship, you know?
0: Well, I think, uh, from your following and just from like a colleague, I'm happy you're happy. And that's all that yeah. matters. You know, we yeah. don't need to see the specifics and income and body count, all this other crap. As long as you're <laughs> happy, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Oh Lord. It's insane. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Oh, I lost my point here. What was I going to say? Um, yeah i truly i truthfully believe uh that there's a lot of women and men out there and again let's go to height this is my point height Mm -hmm. i'm i'm five nine and i'm shrinking to five eight i don't know what happens when you're you're hey let me ask you you're a physical therapist why am i shrinking in my 40s because
1: the fluid in your discs and your spine Uh are slowly leaking
0: (laughs) how (laughs) do i stop that you know the
1: volume (laughs) is shrinking down so your spine is getting smaller
0: how do i stop that
1: Stop aging!
0: <laughs> Damn it! That's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh. to bring you the bad news.
0: Oh God! we well, all explains. shrinking.
1: I mean, after the age of like 25,
0: is there, Can I go see a shrinking. chiropractor? Maybe he can put that rope around my neck and pull it like <laughs> I see in the YouTube videos.
1: You know that will make you taller, but for only about five minutes.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, I, can't I, help. Was, I can't I did help that
1: in PT school. I was on a traction unit. Mm-hmm. really you lay down and you really do get strapped in and you get pulled and it feels great yeah and I stood up and I had um a peer of mine that we were the same height and I stood up from the table and I was clearly like two inches taller uh-huh. than her and it was the weirdest thing
0: oh wow but then the
1: next student took their turn and by the time they were done I looked back at my friend <laughs> just... and we're just we're level now
0: <laughs> so I uh, there's nothing I can do about it it's aging because fluids leaking from my spine Yeah. In in layman's terms. Okay, wow. So I can't help it. Anyway. Have a
1: great day.
0: Thank you. Podcast (laughs) is over. Be sure to follow Emily (laughs) on our social links. Um, Back to my point. (laughs) I was 5'9", dating. And there were only a few women out there who said, no, you're not tall enough for what I'm looking at. I like a tall, dark, and handsome. I'm like, whoa, you got, I'm dark and handsome. Two out of three, you know? And they said no. And uh, they went about their way, but... (laughs) I can't help that that's their Mm -hmm. preference. And I never took it personal. Okay. I, that's what they want. I'm just going to go about my way and find somebody else. And I found others. So Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, when I tell guys, don't get so discouraged if they want somebody who's six figures, who is six foot, let them, that's not for Mm -hmm. you. Not everyone out there is for you. There's only a, a, a certain marginal marginal group that maybe you can attain and that's within your range. So just don't get discouraged with unattainable things. And yeah. uh, I, I get a lot of hate for that. No, they want this. They want that. They want a Henry Cavill. I'm like, well, I want a Henry Cavill and I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good looking guy, man. Come on. But you can't go with that comparison. You're not Henry Cavill. So, yeah. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, like with men, do you th- uh, like what advice would you get Would you give them for not to get easily discouraged when they see things that are not within their reach, like height and sexual?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think your recommendation is really a solid one. So it's just understanding that that's what that individual woman wants. And it doesn't mean that she speaks for every woman out there. Yeah. You know, I think I can understand why they're getting discouraged, especially if they have like a couple of those in a row of personal experiences where they're getting shut down just Mm -hmm. because of their height. Um, And because, again, you can see that all over TikTok, you know, women's expectations of wanting a guy that's over six feet. Yeah. And I understand like the frustration cuz that's not even the average height for men I know, in the I know. US. Like that's crazy. But like yeah, just think about it. Like is that who you really want anyways? Do you really want to convince her to give you a chance if mm-hmm. you know if she thinks that height is that important?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, is that truly somebody you want in, to be in a relationship with? Like, And when I see guys like, oh, you need a Bugatti, you need money to get the no. ladies. I'm like, yeah. do you really want that type of woman to only mm-hmm. be attracted to you because you have those things? Don't you want somebody yeah. who's, who wants you for you? Because that's what you're saying. But mm-hmm. I think there's, again, just a lot of confusion out there uh, when it comes to uh, young men. And I I'm starting to make my content more for them, but I'm telling them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And I I'm, I am getting a lot of hate with that, but there are some, I think one out of 10 guys is, is staying. And mm-hmm. you know what? I want to listen to what you have to say. Cause you've been there, done that. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. You know, so at least somebody's wanting to listen to experience because I think what you and I have uh, that life experience speaks volumes and you and, and you and i to get divorced and to come out better people mm-hmm. is a huge uh testimony and compliment to, to us and i hope mm-hmm. you and i'm glad you have the success you have emily because again i think you really are changing lives and making people better and making them uh, feel like they're listened to because a lot of the things you say i'm like yeah. how does she know that she's not Thank a guy
1: <laughs> like, yeah. how does she know <laughs> i get that a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: because that's something we'd say in our minds but never tell anybody and the fact that you say it it's like wow it's amazing so, oh, yeah.
1: I don't think like many guys at all would ever say the things that they're feeling that, you know, I've spoken to. So I definitely why? think, the you know, feedback, why say it? Huh?
0: You know why we don't say it?
1: Well, because the reaction you would get
0: because we're we're well, for me growing up, we were told to suck it up. Yeah. We didn't know how be to communicate man. our feelings. We put that's why when I see a guy punch a wall, I, I know that's obviously violent. and He shouldn't be doing that. But I know. From a man's standpoint, he's so bottled up and doesn't know how to communicate what he's feeling because he was never told how to. We just erupt with action. Mm-hmm. And it's that's a horrible thing to do, like destroy a kitchen, punch a wall, something like that. And that's not the right healthy way to go about doing it. But we don't know how we don't know. how.
1: Yeah, I think that men tend to self-destruct more than anything. You know, mm-hmm. I. I. I definitely see that. We see that with the increase in suicide rates and, you know, the fact that the majority of those are men in the U S. So, you know, I've definitely have had it where in the community that I live in, there's been young men taking their lives. And I don't know why that's not just a huge wake up call for the entire country. Like Mm -hmm. it should be, and it shouldn't just be like, Oh, that's just a sad situation. No, that should be you know, that should initiate true action and change. And yeah. I don't know, like or pretty early on in my TikTok, I feel like I was reaching some men that would like actually email me and say, you know, things that I just, I can't believe that like a sentence that I said would encourage them that much, you know, and that definitely inspired me to continue mm-hmm. to have that much impact even on one person or two people or three people. And I just feel like I'm just saying things that should just be common sense and it, it should be what you would want for anybody like in your family, people that you care about, people in your community. Because right. that's all gonna just make us all better. I mean, I don't, I've never understood, you know, the benefits of hate, because there just isn't any.
0: Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. Um,
1: and you can like not agree with somebody, but treat them with respect. Absolutely, pay okay in the same room together.
0: And again, that's the generation I came from. I I don't agree with you, but I respect your opinion. And then you'd move about in your day. I mean, uh, things have become very tribal, not just in the relationship space, but political, religious. It's gotten really bad, and it's unfortunate that on social media that we're on, it's the toxic and, you know, the triggering clips is the ones that we see the most of, and uh, I'm glad there's uh, creators like you doing their part out there and uh, spreading the good word. and um,
1: and I think being able like I've been trying to push myself and having communication with like maybe other content creators that I don't agree with you know but like Mm -hmm. to be able to have a conversation and I've done that on you know I I, um, co-host a podcast uh, on YouTube yes Emily and Todd podcast and we've had like some big content creators in the manosphere Mm -hmm. on the podcast two of which like have open relationships one was like a one-sided open relationship one was just like the standard two-sided open relationship Mm -hmm. and i think anyone that follows me would understand or knows that i do not agree with open relationships Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of factors why but like to be able to sit there next to somebody and have a conversation about it and not me be like not me feel like no you're wrong and you're a terrible person for believing Mm -hmm. this like you got to keep the 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 communication open if you really want to have there be understanding and possible change. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I feel that when we, we all have to evolve and to your Mm -hmm. point, that's why I always try to reach out to red pill people when I go live or do Mm -hmm. podcasts because, you know, having somebody who agrees with you and you having a whole podcast is just agreeing the entire time. It's, it's cool. But you know, I like stepping outside of my own shoes and learning from other Mm -hmm. perspectives and uh, I have a few book for February, so I'm looking forward to that, but that's how we grow. And I've always felt cool. that if you're at a point of learning where if somebody's telling you their lens of truth and you go, no, 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 that's not what happened, then you are at an impasse. You need to really look mm-hmm. at yourself and say, okay, why are you pushing away this person's truth? Because their yeah. perspective may not be something you agree with, but this is their truth, this is their life you yeah. know at least under try to understand and listen to them before placing judgment or hit, or having that internal reaction of like no 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 i'm gonna swipe away or not pay attention to this person so i think more people to follow that advice i think we'd all be in a better place
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah but uh emily king again i've been wanting to talk to you for the longest time thank you for being on the podcast and You're welcome, uh, thanks for having me uh, thank you so much and where can people find you if they don't know where to find you
1: Yeah. So TikTok is just at Emily W. King and Instagram. I've been really focusing on a lot more content there as well. And that's at Emily W. King underscore because Emily W. King was already taken. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then um, same goes for on YouTube. It's just at Emily W. King. And then if you want to check out the podcast in which I co-host, that's at the Emily and Todd podcast.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Emily King, thank you so much. Thank you. That was a great episode. You have to admit it. That was wonderful content and wonderful conversation. So Emily King, I want to thank you once again for being on the podcast. And I want to thank everybody for listening. If you haven't done so already, Emily King's social media link is down below. Follow her on all her platforms. And if you haven't done so already, I'm sure you have. Follow me as well. I'm looking to grow my YouTube page. I want more uh, subscribers in that area because I want to do more lives on YouTube. There's just way more options and more ways to deliver material like sharing screens and having dialogue with other people. So please go to my YouTube page. I'm going to be launching a lot more stuff in March. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget to leave a rating, everybody. And again, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time.